So you are where you are, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm 40 now, and that's, you know, I mean, I'm 40. I'm half dead, basically. 40, 40's a weird age. You get to this point where, like, I'll come on my cat's face. If she's watching, she's gonna get a face full of cum. She knows that by now. She knows. Her fault now. Come on my cat's face once, shame on me. Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. We're your host, E. Simon. I'm Jack Wackerly. <laughs> Do you change your name? No, I just thought it'd be funny for a second. I, I, f- I figured because it's the uh, technically Wackerly, you, you might not be aware of this, but it is... As of this show, this show right here, episode 466 here at Sick and Wrong, it is nine years of doing uh, Sick and Wrong on a weekly basis. I did not know that. So I thought you were changing your online moniker. Like a turning into a butterfly? Possibly. After nine I mean, years maybe of after incubation nine years of, or whatever, pupation? Maybe you're getting sick of your, uh, your nickname. Like, oh, I uh, am. <laughs> your, your radio... Uh, Trust me, I am. <laughs> your but, radio uh, moniker. No, I didn't even know it was nine years, so I forgot. Your stage name. January... Actually, I did know. I'm going to belie the point, but... Uh, yeah, so it was January 17th, right? It was the first one. Yeah, I think... Well... <clears throat> I nice. think... Throwback to when we used to belch all the time. Back the in the day, remember? We made a big, we made a big show of it. I, didn't, I was kind of I like, know. you know, that's, we that's so what we cool. do. Yeah, we're much more um, mature now. Well, it was kind of like rogue radio, you know. We're on the fringes <laughs> rogue of radio, like a like a fan podcast of Rogue, the character from the X Men movies. I just really like her. I feel like if she was in real life, she'd be a very good girlfriend for me. I just love Rogue. I don't like that actress so much. I'm not a big fan of True Blood, but Rogue is amazing. That's not what I meant, but I can see where you're you going. You can't with touch that. me. I don't like to be touched anyway so much. So that's why I just think we'd be perfect for each other. The Rogue Podcast. We were the rebellious podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how, uh, was it from the Ville? Or, I know there are a few podcasts that did that, but like the Rebels of Radio. They were like the, the Dirty White outlaws. Boys. Yeah. They were the Dirty White Boys. The, the Dirty White Boys. That's what from the Ville was. Um, we were America's source for antisocial commentary back then. Now which the I think we, source. yeah, the world source. We, <laughs> we, we, we changed didn't set our sights high enough. <laughs> now that we've been out for nine years, we should say that we're like the galactic source. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I don't know if you know, like, because that that Stephen Hawking movie is out now, but like, uh, you know, nothing can go faster than the speed of light. So, like, the the waves of the tubes on the podcrafts are now nine light years out into the universe. So that's how, that's like the soonest people could get episode one. Nine, <laughs> nine light nine, years away. Yeah, nine They're just light hearing years episode away. one right now and being like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Oh, I like it. I don't know. That's how aliens talk, I guess. Did you see uh, Theory of Everything? 
No, not yet. I'll probably will see it. I, I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a downer watching some guy slowly become more and more crippled. Yeah, but he, he, would, he didn't have downs. He was crippled. No, I said I, it would be a downer for me. <laughs> Do they have a sex scene? That's what I'm wondering. Is there yeah, a sex they have scene in to. it? That's mandatory for Hollywood. Yeah, movies. but is it a sex scene when he was young and and physically capable of having sex, or was it a sex scene when when he was like in the wheelchair? Oh, I think all throughout, like every five minutes, they're just getting it on. That's what I heard. <laughs> wow. That's, I, that the other like science a... movie I want to see is the one about uh, Alan Turing, who gets lobotomized for being a homo. See, now that's not depressing at all. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to any, see that any, actually. It's... Any movie where Cumberbatch gets lobotomized, I'm down for watching. So nine years. Um, I, I know we talked about it last week. We mentioned that uh, you know it's going to be our anniversary show this week. We should do something special. I completely forgot about it. I did forget it. I, we talked about it last week, and then I did forget about it until just now. I t- it didn't even occur to me, and then. Uh, I read this uh, email that this guy, this guy here, what's his name? Wayne. Wayno's Communications. <laughs> Wayne. How's Garth doing, Wayne? <laughs> he says, hey, D, can we have a top 25 all-time stories? Listeners could vote. I know every story, and it would be something. Please. Story. XOX, which is a bit disconcerting. But um, he goes, please, kind regards, Wayno's Communications. Is that um, his company? Maybe. Huh. Well, I, I was looking at this and I was thinking, top twenty-five. Really? You think we're? Do you think we? Would, do you think we can even recall last week's stories? We would have to do research. Like we would have to go through and listen to older episodes, right. or go through like the descriptions of episodes and pick out our favorite stories. Well, I, I always want to do a clip show because I, in my mind, I think it would be really easy. But then you always point out that it would actually take longer than doing an actual show. Yeah, because we'd have to go actually pick out all the clips. But didn't we exactly. do a clip Same show? Thing. I don't think we did. We yeah, we did. Remember. Like, well, that, that's the thing. Recently, people. I know it's been nine years. We started uh, the week of January fifteenth, two thousand and six, and now it's um, you know two thousand fifteen, which it's quite depressing. Um, but anyway, we, we've done it for a long time, but we've never actually commemorated the year. It's always been the the show, like the the episode, the number, the number. So, yeah, big per, round number, five hundred. It's four sixty six right now. At five hundred, we if we're still doing the show at five hundred, that's going to be a big show. Unless we get too lazy, and then we're just like, yeah, we're not doing anything. Or unless we stop it at like episode four ninety nine, just like that's it, and a half. Yeah, <laughs> just do half of a show and be like, bye. One story, we, but the thing is, you know, it's 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 funny because I, I I thought about it last week. I was like, oh wow, isn't it? We we started like nine years ago, and then this week, I thought about it again after uh, reading an article, which I'm going to get to in a second. And then I just became really depressed about it because I've been depressed this whole month so far. I don't know if uh, if you have, but this year, Wackerly no, and I are uh, turning forty. I'm turning forty in a week. Right. Like, yeah, in a week. In a week, I will be 40 years old. Four decades. I know. Extremely depressing. I will still be a spry 39 at that point. I mean, I should be like, on nine years of doing this podcast, it's amazing, but it's like nine years of pretty much doing the same shit every week. I mean, that's funny. Think about that. You were 31. 31 years old when we started this. Isn't that insane? Just a young buck with no responsibilities and... 
Now look at you. Well, you think about it. Are we supposed to have like over the, the nine years, almost a whole decade, aren't you supposed to like in your 30s grow into something and like learn from your experience? Aren't you supposed to like each decade learn something to help you prepare for the next I'm pretty good at uploading the podcast now. <laughs> you don't even do that. I upload my portion. <laughs> I guess you upload your track. Yeah, yeah but I'm just I could saying. Upload like, the whole thing if I if you had if I had to. Have your thirties? Have your thirties been better than your twenties? Have my thirties been better than my twenties? I would have to say yes, which uh, is actually a bad sign. No, your twenties are supposed to be the highlight. No, no, the twenties suck. The I mean, you get, you, get a, you get a drink, whoop-de-doo, but the rest of them are shit. You don't, you don't have your life, you always have like fucking terrible girlfriends in your 20s. Um, you know, folks who get married in their, in their early 20s, they're almost invariably divorced because the marriage was a terrible idea. Because, yeah, because they got married right out of college. You do all of the really dumb things when you're wasted in your 20s. Uh, that, that's called fun. It's called fun memories. <laughs> like when you almost kill somebody because like just some stupid drinking and driving or like <laughs> just really make a giant ass of yourself. You usually get arrested at least once or twice in your right. 20s. Yeah, that yeah. happened in the 20s. Drunk driving uh, yep. arrests. It was a big thing. So the 30s were good. but Venereal that, disease. But that doesn't bode well for the 40s, right? Because <laughs> it's going to be like flip back and forth. Like the 40s are going to suck. Well, especially for me, it's like I'm not even looking looking forward towards the 40s because I'm already 40. I'm practically 40 years old. Well, we're talking about the decade of 41 to 40 to 59. But I like girls in their 49. 20s. You know, I like girls in their mid 20s. That that's not going yeah, to be you like easy. To be the dad. You like to be the daddy. Well, that's the thing. I'm getting to <laughs> I'm that the point daddy. now. I'm getting to that point where it's like I'm going to look like that. I'm going to look <laughs> you like you are. Yeah, I'm, I I know I'm a 40 year old man dating a girl saying. in her mid 20s. Which is what I like, but Ooh, now it's getting to the point where it's brag. looking weird. I got, you know, I, sh yeah, it's like when you're 40, when you hit 40, you should be married or divorced. You know, it's, it's kind of weird being single, you know, or dating no shame. at age 40. There's no shame. It just sucks. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Cause it's like, okay, well now I'm definitely too old to go to that bar. I realized that. Right. Now you got to just go to the old guy sports watering hole. Or the dive the, the bar. sports hole. No, but all dive bars, especially in a place like L.A. or San Francisco. They become hip. They're hip. So yeah. you can't go to those ones. I feel like you I'm... Can go, I'm <laughs> you can go to, like, the below dive bar status one. Like, where all the pensioners go with their, you know, social security checks. There's one down the street from me. There's definitely no hipsters in there. You know what me. happens when you turn 40? You can't really go to like a club anymore. You can't go to a dive bar that's hip anymore. What you do is you, you go, go to like, a dive bar that has food, yeah, not a even on a special occasion, pub. just on like a Wednesday. No, 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 not a gastropub. I mean like the dive bar that has like a crock pot of cocktail weenies and like paper plates just because yep. that's what the social, the pension, the old pensioner drunks, like that's their only source of food. No, but I think 40-year-old dudes, you go to the bars that aren't open until 2 a.m. It's like a gastropub that's open till midnight. It's a little yuppie, and that's you where you go. That, sure. You know, that, and, then, and I'm, I'm thinking about, like, I, I couldn't imagine even fitting into that. Get some artisanal hot wings. And I, think, I think what's going to... Then, and then you know what I've been conscious of, too? Not to... This is totally not even the topic I was planning to talk about. But you, you, know, what, you know what's been bothering me lately? I don't think Erectile I... Erectile dysfunction? 
that that hasn't happened yet. But I know that's on the horizon. That's on the horizon in your forties. That happens to guys like us in your forties, especially when you when you fuck girls that are in their twenties. You know, you might as well give up doing that because those girls want to have want to have sex as they have like a an active sex drive. But you turn forty, it's like well, maybe once a week, twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, baby, I jacked off on Monday. Yeah, so that's and you it kind of me. lose interest in it. And then, and then, you know, it's like sometimes you're like jacking off is just easier. It's easier. Well, nobody could. <laughs> that's that's tr- the truth no matter what age you are. Jacking off is always easier. You only have one person to please. Yeah, it's, well, it's it's not just like your hand is better than a vagina. It's just it's so much work having sex. And then <laughs> you got to be up really late. Like, I've got to go to bed because I've got a staff meeting tomorrow morning. At like 8.30, I don't have time to have sex with you for four minutes. <laughs> I can only, <laughs> only have 30 seconds for a quick jacket. No, but I was thinking about this the other day. Do I dress my age? I don't think so. No. Do I have to now that I'm a 40-year-old man? I'm at 40. Am Just I supposed... Think about it. Yeah, but I mean, what do 40-year-old guys dress like? Like uh Golf shirt. God, God I, I can't do that. So you at can. What, 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 I mean, there's really no reason you can't do that. It's very simple. You just go to the Gap and you get a golf shirt and then you put it on your body. Is that what you're supposed to do at 40 though? Like at 39, yeah. I can still dress like I've, I've been dressing since my 20s. I, I still wear clothes I used to wear in my 20s. <laughs> okay, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, is it at what point are you like, you know, How do you do that? Cause all, all the clothes, I mean, I'm one of those people, I, I would wear the same t-shirt forever. I mean, I would just stretch out the stomach. But all my clothes from that age are—they're just all destroyed. Yep, I, I still like spill have, coffee on myself and you know pass out my own puke. I still wear that. I have a—I have a Miller High Life shirt that I've worn since I've been 24 years old. It's but, tattered, stained, <laughs> pretty tattered. Yeah, no, I because like I'm it. I'm also it's thinking cool. of uh, Jeffrey's uh, Sam Kinison shirt, which had to be retired recently, right? Yeah, Jeffrey uh, thank- thankfully gave that one up. I mean, it was not. A, I mean, there are so many different bodily fluids on that and discharges that I'm just glad that's gone. But that's the other thing. It's old clothes I have are um, my own bodily fluids, like not even like you know vomiting on myself, but just like stuff that seeps out of my skin. <laughs> and so the thing is like weird colors. It's at the you know at this point in its life. I just, I mean, I don't really know. I guess maybe I'll, instead of wearing a black t-shirt, I should wear a black button-down shirt. Still pretty much like an early 30s type of look. Do, do I have to wear color now that I'm at 40 and yeah, you're I can't not, be see, depressed? Like if you were Johnny Cash, you could do that, or Roy Arbison, but you're not. You just work in an office, so just wear some neutral tones. Yeah, but aren't I one of the rebels of podcasting? Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't really know what to do about On that. On podcast I, I, nights, you can wear your black to button down leather shirt. I don't own a pair of khaki pants. Dude, is that what I need to buy now? Because oh, yeah, I'm yeah. 40? Yeah, you can buy hipster khakis now. Don't worry about it. <sighs> I don't, don't need know. to go full bore into like Midwestern golf dad who's driving like a Dodge Stratus. Just like, I mean, you do live in LA, so just go a little bit in that direction. I think what's like going to happen to me is I'm just going to probably... I, eventually, I'm going to have to throw these this clothing that I wore in my 20s away. You should burn it on like a Darth Vader pyre. Commemorate it? Yeah. Yeah. A funeral pyre. Um, I, I, eventually, I'm going to have to do that. But I still see myself being just that kind of like old aging goth guy. 
You yeah, know? you can do that in the weekend, but don't just don't go around like on a daily basis. Because then you'll be like one of those, you know, what you'll be you'll be one of those like, like punk rock rejects. You know, you, you know, you see those guys, they're like senior citizens, but they still have like the dyed spiky hair. And you're like, dude, everybody knows that's that's not what your hair looks like. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing. Now I'm becoming cognizant of that. I never was before. Even through my 30s, I'm like, yeah, you know, who cares? I can still get by with this. But now I feel like I'm 40 years old. Everything reminds me of a, of a time like 15 years ago. Like I read that this is what made me depressed, mainly because it's my birthday next week. And I, you know, I'm just not looking forward to this at all. Um, but I read this the other day. There's a company remaking, relaunching the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. Gah? <laughs> and it's not Nintendo? Analog Interactive is launching its Analog NT. And what, what it is, is it's just a, uh, it, it plays the original games, the original cartridges for NES and the Japanese Famicom. Wow. And it runs in high definition on big screen TVs. And it costs $530 hmm. for this piece of nostalgia. Dude, do you remember buying one of those or when your parents got one for you, brand new? Yeah, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, that big box. Yeah, of course. It was like the greatest moment of your childhood until the next one came out and then you got that. It, it, was, it was a brilliant moment. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, God, we're fucking old. Like how many, think about this. Think of your age in terms of game consoles. Hmm. How many game consoles have you bought over the just the years uh 14 because i actually counted it up <laughs> 14 game consoles that's not including you know personal computers or uh phone type devices which also play games right actually i think i missed some because i you know what i forgot i forgot the handheld like the game boy and the game boy color and the game boy dual screen so let's make that 17 <laughs> Which was the first console that you purchased with your own money? I think that would probably be the Super Nintendo. Because I think the original Nintendo Entertainment System, I like welched that out of my parents somehow. I remember the first system I ever bought was uh, the Sega Genesis, which I bought with my paper route money. Do kids even have paper routes anymore? I mean, I don't know if you've looked in your neighborhood, but uh, I mean, first of all, who fucking orders a paper delivered to their house? But uh, we we get we get like a free paper because I live in this shitty small town uh, that you cannot stop from coming to your house. I've tried. Um, it's just a you know, it's a complete piece of shit. There's nothing worth reading in it. Uh, but yeah, it's like a grown ass man who delivers it who's who can't get any other type of job. Now that's depressing. <laughs> But so check this out. I assume out. it's the same in LA. You know, it's probably uh like some Mexican guy in a in a hoopty throwing it out of his window. In uh but back in our day, like when we were in in mid Michigan back in like the eighties, that was like a viable job. That's what you got when you like before you were too if you if your parents didn't give you an allowance and you're too young to get Which like a, never did. a real job. Well my parents didn't give me allowance, so it's like the only way I could get any money is having a paper route. Yeah, I did. I just actually, <laughs> this is weird, but there was a kid in my neighborhood who sort of hoarded the, you know, the neighborhood delivery routes. Do you remember how many papers you would deliver? 
Uh, let's see. I had, I think it was like, got 120 houses, maybe? 100 That's houses? That's quite a bit. It, it was a long, it was a pretty... Yeah, this one was pretty long, paper, long and I remember it being like, yeah, like 120 or 150. I mean, it would take a fucking four hours or something. Mine took about two hours. Maybe mine's a little bit less, like seven right. hours. Yeah. And then on Sunday, the thing is gigantic and you're like breaking your ass <laughs> carrying that shit around. I think, I think you had to like, on Sunday, you'd have to like get some and go out and deliver them and come back and then pick up some more to deliver because it was too heavy to carry them all at once. I I remember uh, I remember I had to, I had this like old shitty bike that I used to drive around with baskets on the back and the front. Ah, that Get fucking job! That job sucked. Extra, extra. <laughs> you just had to cruise around, but you're a stupid kids. So you're just like just throwing it out of your bike. You wouldn't even right. like go near the homes. Right, but then I you had to go and job. then you had to go and collect the money. And if you didn't, you know, if you were a complete asshole, then they'd give you a hard time about paying you. Hose better have my money. And then yeah. what are you going to do? Like you have a lawyer on their ass for fucking the like $7 for like six months of newspapers. Reach back like a pimp. But no, right. but you made money though as a kid. Like, uh, so the Sega Genesis in 1989 that came out, $190. That was the original price. Which is a lot of money for a kid. Today's standards, that would be a $346 console. Did Jeffrey help you out with that payment or? Jeffrey was not, I think Jeffrey moved out by that point. He wasn't even, uh, <laughs> he had yeah. his own Genesis that he got through other means. And remember that game Altered Beast? Yes, because that was the game that came with it. It was free, that, yeah. That was I don't think shit. consoles even come with games anymore. But yeah, every every time you used to buy a console, it would come with like a really popular game because that's how they'd convince kids that that they needed it. Did, uh, did you have the, what was that called? The uh, Neo Geo? No, I coveted it. What was the deal with that? Because I'm trying to think if I even knew a kid that owned one of those. That was something that only the super rich kids got. And it was like, like oh, what at, the time, at the time of Genesis, like you'd still go to an arcade and the games would be a little bit better than what you could play at home on like a Genesis. But the Neo Geo games were just as good as the ones in the arcade. It was a lot of fighting games like... Uh, I mean, like my favorite Fighter? ones were like, no, that was uh, Capcom, but like the SNK fighting games, like Samurai Showdown 1 and 2. I think one of them was even just called like something like maybe Marvel versus SNK, like Marvel characters fighting. Like there, there's like special SNK fighting characters that were like the Street Fighter games. Who made the Neo Geo though? I think it was a company called SNK. Oh, SNK actually made it? Yeah. Well, so this company here, Analog uh, Analog Interactive, that's releasing this designer. Uh, you should see this thing. It looks like it's made of graphite or something. It's like this designer um, Nintendo. Oh, I'm looking at it right system. now. Considering purchasing it, <laughs> not really <laughs> for five hundred dollars. They also released a walnut analog CMBS housing an authentic SNK motherboard that played all the Neo Geo games. See, if you were really into those two D fighting games. That would be probably a pretty good purchase. How much is that thing? But both of them are like $500. Oh, see, 500 bucks for like the, those old Neo Geo games still hold up if you're, if you're hardcore into like the 2D fighting games. And... Dude, this thing, this is a classic thing. First of all, it makes me feel old. Second of all, it's kind of like people that collect vinyl. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've been, I've been collecting vinyl since I've been a kid, but it's like now people collect vinyl <laughs> no, for the nostalgia. Yeah, since kid. I've been like 16. 
Okay. I've been I've been collecting vinyl since I've been 16 years old. You were like the original hipster in college when people were like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna crack a records." Oh, I've been doing that since I was. 16. I already had these. No, but you know what it was? My dad had vinyl, and so I just. That's got what his... I was just gonna say. Your yeah. dad had some records, and you hoarded them when he was about to throw them out. My okay. dad had a bunch in his basement, and he, and he had an old turntable, and right. so that's that's what got me started. And then in uh in the thrift stores back in like Bay City and Saginaw, there's tons of like old music. Right. So, but anyway, the thing is, like, people people listen to it not because they think it sounds better, not because they're an audiophile, but just because of the nostalgia factor. But that's the same thing that they're doing here with these console games for for nostalgia. I don't really get the NES one because I don't get it either. Those games suck. You'd play it for no, what? Fun. You'd play it for like what an hour maybe, and then be like, oh yeah, this is why these games suck. Where's Assassin's Creed? <laughs> you know, where's Call well, those of games Duty? are actually challenging, like. Like the original Mario Brothers, like it's hard to get to the end, you know. It's but when you play Assassin's Creed, like if you just grind it out, like you'll be done with it in thirty hours. You'll you'll beat the game. Dude, those games were infuriating. Do you remember how many? Do you they remember how many like, times real you died coordination. at the same spot and had to keep redoing it and redo Metroid? Do you remember how many times? Like you just ad nauseum just played the same fucking part over and over again because you couldn't make the jump and spin. Or the kill the boss, and this is, but this uh, is also why our parents back then were like, "I can't, I don't understand what you kids are doing with that game. Fucking stupid. Go outside and play. Do something productive." Because that you'd be like, "Mom, play it. It's fun," and she would like die immediately. Uh, fun. But nowadays, like you, you know, my I could pick up like a, whatever, like you said, Assassin's Creed, and show it to my dad, and be like, "Well, dad, if you push this button, he goes climbs up the tower." And he could, and you could put it on easy mode, and even my dad could probably, you know, figure it out and beat the game. I think those games are not that easy. The, you know, the other day <laughs> they're really easy. The other day, my girlfriend Compared brought to these old games. That's what I'm saying. My girlfriend brought her console over. It was uh, an Xbox, and she had a game called Skyrim, and I was playing it, and I couldn't figure out how to move the person, like to view the person could view to move, like the camera. I was stuck. I, I couldn't even figure out the camera. Jesus. And okay. she, she, maybe you are almost forty. I know. I was. Really I was just like, I'm now. just depressed. You know, whatever. I should just keep playing like Super Mario or Kid Icarus. And that <laughs> was like my, my level of game. It's really hard. That's one of the hardest ones. It's. In, it, I just remember like it would just it would just drive me mad. But here's what I don't get because I was looking on eBay, right? You can get like an original Nintendo Entertainment System, you know, for like. I don't know. I mean, if you not even bargain hunting, like for like a couple hundred, 150 bucks or something with some games, probably. Yeah, but that would look like shit on today's high def TVs. Yeah, but it's not like they up res the graphics. So all it is is this just go, it makes it widescreen, I guess. No, it says it runs them in high definition. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know if I don't know what exactly they did. I guess I'd have to see it. And I'm on their website and they don't have like a, a screenshot, which would maybe be the selling point for me. It says here that you have to buy an HDMI adapter for seventy eight dollars, and the controller is fifty. And the controller is fifty dollars. Wow! So I think it's like uh, they must have revamped it or or did something to it. Yeah, I'm looking at the back of this thing. It's like there's not even an HDMI connector. So yeah, you need to buy like a VGA, two HDMI. Uh, well, what, now, now we're just sounding like one of those tech podcasts, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but that's beside. It's besides the point. It's beside the point. You know, talk about what you need to buy to play this thing. I think the thing is the fact that they're making it means that we're old. We are relics. 
Like we're all. I guess you're like right. The, yeah. These these things are like, I mean, they've remade toys from uh, you know, like our parents' generation. You know, they 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 bring them back and they remake it in the eighties. Rock'em re- sock'em robots. They are remaking the uh, entertainment systems that we had as kids. Video game systems are vintage now. Well, and the, and the Nintendo Entertainment System's not even that vintage. I mean, the Atari twenty six hundred. It's more vintage than that. I think we are a vintage podcast. You think so? When, when's podcasting going to become vintage? When, like, 30 years from now, let's say 20 years from now, yeah, somebody's, like, downloading episode one. And they're God. like, this is from 2006. <laughs> and it's, like, 2036. That will be weird. Wow. It'll be, like, a time capsule. And they'll be emailing you or whatever, like, mind-mailing you, like... Hey, Simon, I cannot download episode one from the 2006 podcast. And you'll be like drooling into a fucking barf bucket at the old folks' home. And you're like, I better mind mail Wackerly and see if he knows how to get the link. So depressing. And I'll be dead, but you'll be able to like connect to my uploaded consciousness in some computer. Yeah, and no, like, I mean, you'll be living really inside the machine. It. I'll be like, I don't know where the fucking thing is, and I don't care. Have you ever heard of the Atari like, Jaguar? I kind of remember that. I didn't have that one. What about a 3DO? I remember that one, too, but I didn't have it. I never had any of these. I, well, I had, these were but, some of the more es- esoteric consoles. The last system I had was a PlayStation. A Sony PlayStation. came out in 95. One or two. It must have been one. I think it was yeah, the last the one I actually one, bought myself. But I mean, my brothers, my brothers kept up with it. Jeff, Jeff still like Jeff to this day has like an Xbox One and a PS4. I'm out as of this generation. I'm not so getting an Xbox One. I'm not getting a PS4. You're done with consoles. I'm done with consoles. It's just it's too easy to game on your personal computer, and your personal computer doesn't become obsolete. You know, I can load up games that I bought for like three computers ago that i had you know like i can i can load up like return to castle wolfenstein on my computer now and i don't have to keep a bunch of cartridges just because you know because since they're all stored in the digital cloud it's just so much better i wonder if i mean you know what you should just do you should just refuse to age and just continue playing these games these old games (laughs) i'm like benjamin button Just just keep riding that rocket. You know, I was thinking about that though. Like, you know, like my dad's getting up there in the years, and I'm like, my dad's whole thing is like, oh, I like to work with my hands and build stuff and go ride my bicycle around, and which is all great. He's staying active, but like sooner or later he won't be able to be active. And my dad doesn't read books. (laughs) If he if you try and watch TV with my dad, he like immediately falls asleep. So, like, what the fuck is he going to do when he can't, like, get out of a chair anymore? Well, that won't be, that won't be a problem for me. Is it because you're going to continue playing uh, video games? I would hope so. I mean, think how amazing they will be when I'm, like, 75 years old. <laughs> I won't be, like, watching virtual porn because my pickle will be, like, a shriveled up dead raisin. But I still might want to, like, blow up some Nazis. <laughs> I think it's going to be all Oculus, and that, that I might return totally back be to video it, games. It'll be beyond Oculus; it'll be a brain implant, I believe. Or you Which, know, you put in contacts that uh, just all the shits just right on the surface of your eyeball. 
It, the thing is, though, think about their treatment for erectile dysfunction at that point. I think, yeah. They'll, they'll probably they'll, have dick attachments. They'll be, they'll be medicine to give you a boner, but I just think of that a, the thing you can't have medicine for is to care. <laughs> like, you, you'll just be like, I don't care about some fucking titties. <laughs> I do care about blowing up some Nazis, though. Like, old men love that fucking war shit, right? I just wonder if even at that point, though, like... 30 years from now, if they're still going to be like, oh, we made another vintage Nintendo. Here's a vintage <laughs> PlayStation. It just pisses me off that something from our childhood is already considered vintage. Yeah, but people, but I mean, people consider like fucking Nirvana vintage. That's not vintage. Yes, it is. They're like, it's, oh, that old 90s classic sound. rock. Yes, it is. It's, That's considered classic rock. I've point. heard, actually, you know, I've heard it's called classic alternative. Right. That, that alternative. is the genre. That, what, yeah, what, no. a, what a crock that was. Alternative music. <laughs> oh, you mean adult contemporary? They, they fooled us all into thinking adult contemporary was like this really fucking underground shit. But that's all it was. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, and, Ooh, screaming trees. It's really uh, underground. No, it's just adult contemporary music. But uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and you know, you got to realize like that was like fucking over 20 years ago. Right. You know, we're old, Wackerly. You just I have mean, to we, accept Think it. about it. We, when we were, we were around, I don't even know how to express this, but when we were around in the nineties, we were listening to seventies music and thinking like, wow, this classic rock is great. And our parents were probably like, that music's not old. You know, you can rationalize this any way you want. I'm still going to be depressed about turning 40 next week. Oh, yeah. And, no, I and you that. have a month. What, a month and a half? No, like three months. Anyway. Uh, people, this is episode 466 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. It's the, uh, the podcast where Lance and I lament aging and discussing old. It's really appealing to yeah. the younger demographic. <laughs> discussing old video game systems. Because when, you go, when you're trying, trying to get... get uh, <laughs> Attract new advertisers. <laughs> let them know that we like all we do is reminisce about being old and about being complain. old. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know the way the show works. Uh, we we talk about disturbing news items here. You can send them to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters or the new and improved Sick and Wrong fan page. Uh, if we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. I actually just ordered uh, a whole box load of stickers. Uh, we'd ran out, so. Um, so yeah, people, if you send a story, uh, you will get some stickers. And we got, we got some good stories here this week. Keep Several, in mind, D, that we, we can't quit the show if we still have merch. So if you're thinking about maybe like ending on show 500, you should like start tapering down the sticker and t-shirt ordering. Yeah, but do you think if we, if we uh, stop doing the show, but yet... You know, still kept the uh, the iTunes page and our and our oh, yeah. our site and page. Think we're still gonna buy it. Yeah, you're yeah. But right. do you think we'll just be a vintage podcast? So people are like, oh yeah, do you remember that back from oh six, oh six? And then you can then you can raise the prices on the t shirts and the stickers. Be like new inbox vintage <laughs> vintage Quado t shirts. Yeah, no, it'll be a it'll be a collector's Mint item. Mint condition, enough. never opened collector's item anyway before we get to our first story here uh here's a word from our sponsor hey wankers put down that old worn out fleshlight for a minute and listen up 
If you go to adamandeve.com right now and buy one item, you'll get three bonus gifts, six adult movies, and free shipping. That's ten free gifts. Just enter offer code DIDDLE at checkout. D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. Few people sent this story in. I would say it is a gem. It's a gem. It's it's not often that you get a story that we haven't done before. Sure, we've done never anything like it. No, we've done many stories like this. Oh, but we've never done it's not this specific one. Well, there's a twist, and let me get to that. I like the twist. Hey guys, writes Mike from Poole, England. I found a story that you guys will like. Woman chops off her husband's dick after he sends saucy photos to his lover via her phone. Well, Wackley, you might be thinking to yourself, that sounds familiar. His wife, wait, he sent this from his wife's phone? <laughs> doesn't seem like a smart Oh yeah, wife. I guess he did. That's, that's not too bright. <laughs> but I mean, that, that makes sense though. Eventual woman chops off her lover's uh, member because she's yeah, upset. Yeah, well, come on. And then the he's time. admitted to a hospital where the member's sewn back on. But then the wife sneaks in the hospital and cuts it off again. So she cut off her husband's dick twice. We've never done a story like this before. Two in times. the nine years of doing this show, never once has a woman cut off her lover's penis twice. Not once. Now, this happened all in like one day, or is this over like several years? One night. <laughs> it's uh, quite a feat. Um, Mike here writes, this guy just doesn't have much luck. Five kids and no dick. At least a hungry cat got a nice four-inch meal with a side of smegma. Mike, you just gave away the whole goddamn story. Yeah, don't do that in the comment. <laughs> <laughs> Jilted wife chopped off husband's penis twice with scissors after catching him, catching him cheating. Um, a jilted wife has been arrested in China after uh, she chopped off her cheating husband's penis twice. Uh, according to reports, two-timing dad of five, Fan Lung, 32 years old, used his wife's phone to send his lover, she's only 21, a saucy email from his marital home. Well, there's your first mistake. If you're going to cheat on your wife, you shouldn't use her phone. I assume they probably had each had phones that looked very similar, and he thought it was his own phone, because nobody could be that dumb, right? I don't know. Maybe he is a stay-at-home husband. They have five kids. What does that have to do with using the same phone? Well, I'm just saying, maybe they just share a phone, because he's a husband, and they just have and one And it is phone. China, right? Yeah. Wow. Maybe he just doesn't understand the concept of, like, your wife can go th- look at the sent messages. Well, not only that, it's, it's email, too. So he probably was just using her device to check his email, sent a saucy email here. But he forgot to log out. Oh, forgot to log out. Got I, it. And uh, his stunned wife came across a message, along with several others, because it's not like they just see one message. If they can get in your email, they're going to, sur- they're going to scour your email. And she oh, did. Yeah. I mean, it's like once the rats get into the, you know, the bag of rice, the, all the whole bag is contaminated. 
Is that, is that racist that you're saying rice? No, no. Just but, rats like grains. Okay, so you weren't saying that because it's a... big 50-pound bag of rice. All right. As long as you weren't, you weren't saying that because it's a story that happened in China. No, I'm going to keep the metaphors universal so people from all cultures can get it. Like okay. if I said the bag of Cheerios, people in China don't know what that is. All right. So it could be the bag of fortune cookies. Communist hoops. <laughs> I don't know what they call Cheerios. <laughs> they they got to have something like a Cheerio, right? Are they it's even allowed to eat else. Cheerios? Like the proletariat? It's most, most wonderful grain for feeding of people. <laughs> the working class. Uh, you know, uh, do you recall form. this? Back when, uh, I think, yeah, it was, I was living in Oakland. This is back in 06. Here's a story. Uh, this is a time capsule being opened here. But back in 06, I had this very same problem. Not that I was cheating on my girlfriend, but because I think we were split at the time. But anyway, I had sent an email to a girl that I had been chatting with, and I think I, I wasn't dating my ex-girlfriend at that point, but she was kind of crazy. You remember her, Heather? Yeah. Um, she was kind of crazy. So she was at my house. I went to work. She got onto my computer, claimed that my email just popped up, but she obviously went into, because Gmail doesn't log you out. So Gmail, no. you have to manually log yourself out or it'll remember you on your browser. Right. And so she went in there and she saw a, an incriminating photo, sent her into a flying rage. I mean, she just became psychotic. She, but you were already broken up, you said? We were taking a, we were taking a hiatus, I think. <laughs> that, that, that was such a screwed up relationship anyway. But yeah, it was one of those things just on again, off again kind of thing. So we were yeah. on, but not really exclusive. Yeah. And so, and, you know, I mean, we knew about it, but we just didn't really, we still hooked up, but we just didn't question each other about it yeah um, but she That's had actually but she had looked at my computer and saw some evidence of this and then just just became psychotic she like smashed up my room and she destroyed something dear to me that was irreplaceable a prank call tape from my uh, childhood did you ever do that do you ever tape your prank calls no i wasn't a big prank caller so oh, i was i was a big fan of the prank calls uh, right, it was, I actually predated the Jerky Boys by like a year. <laughs> and then I remember listening to Jerky Boys and being like, wow, this is like mastery of prank calling. Remember yeah. how great they were? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think mine were just kind of racist and juvenile, much like this podcast. Anyway. Right. You see where the start, we got the start. Yeah, yeah. You can see the, uh, the inspiration. Um, but yeah, so you, what you want to do is if you're going to cheat on your spouse or your girlfriend, you got to be careful. Use your own device. Change your passwords. Go incognito mode on your browser. You got to take precautions. This guy's stupid. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be an IT expert, basically. Well, you got to be careful. You got to cover your tracks. Like this yeah. guy. I don't want to say he incognito his... mode uh, makes me nervous. I just have the browser set up to every time you close it, it forgets all the history. That's a good idea. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good idea. I usually log out. Like, I just know I'm going to, you know. Logging out is a good idea. Well, also, my computer has a password, so it's just, yeah, I'm careful now. But at that time, I was young. I was inexperienced. I was trusting. And uh, it was to my detriment because uh, she destroyed my prank call tape. I don't know why. I don't even think she had ever listened to it. She just kind of was in a rage. You, you never, you, you know, never underestimate a woman scorned. And that's what Hell I think this guy no did. fury, they say. Have you ever heard that before? I William have Shakespeare. Heard that. Uh, furious. This woman was furious. She uh, grabbed a pair of scissors, stormed into their bedroom where the husband was sleeping. So, I mean, completely just defenseless. I mean, the guy's sleeping. 
Not even expecting this sneak attack. I know, he doesn't have a chance to defend himself. And she snips off his manhood. He was rushed to the hospital, bleeding profusely, and the organ was sewn back on. However, Fang, the uh, wife, snuck back in through the window into the husband's hospital room and cut his dick off again and threw it out the window. Now, do they have, like, nationalized, socialized health care over there? They must, right? Because they're a communist, socialist country. Yeah, I'm, 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 I assume. I don't really know. but Do they, I guess what I'm getting at is, do they ration care? That's what you always hear about. I, you know, I'm sure they have the emergency American rooms. Care I mean, or whatever the fuck they call it here. I'm sure they have an emergency room, especially if you're an upper class. I know what I'm saying. Like, they always talk about rationing care. Like, that's why people are mad about Obamacare. Well, one of the reasons, because they're like, well, I don't want my care rationed. I'm just wondering, like, (laughs) do you only get, like, one dick reattachment a day? That's where I'm going with this. I think uh, if it's an emergency, they would probably do, you know, if it's a life life or death situation, then they're going going to. What if uh, if you cut it off a third time? Okay, I think then they're going to be like, all right. No, all we're right. just going to put a Band-Aid over it now. Okay? You've gone too far. You've gone too far. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not going to happen here because she snuck into the room and threw it out the window. Oh, they can't even find it now. Can't they cut off his thumb and put it there or something? <laughs> well, what's weird about this situation is, okay, if, if you, you, you're newly married, let's say your wife flew into a rage, cut your dick off. You mm-hmm. rush to the hospital, get your dick put back on. Where where do you think your wife would be? Uh, I mean, in the in the waiting room, in the pokey, probably because oh, she'd probably jail? be detained. Maybe, don't you think? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I would be calling the authorities if I told them. Yeah, oh, that, I mean, that's the first shock. thing I'd say. Not be able to tell them that. Uh, plus, you remember you're asleep and you're woken up with, with your, your dick, dick cut, off. cut off, blood you coming out. I'd be like, this crazy happened. bitch cut my cock off. Yeah, but she might be like, no, the cat scratched you. <laughs> I'm the one driving you to the hospital and you might be like, "Oh, thank you, wife." So the the hospital said that the first they were aware of the first they became aware of what happened was when someone came into the reception area saying, "A naked man is outside beating up a woman." And so they ran outside and uh staff rushed out to see what was happening and found the patient with blood streaming down his legs hitting the woman. Uh, he was stopped and the woman was taken in for treatment and then uh, they discovered that she had chopped his penis off again. You know, I don't typically condone violence towards women. I don't. I'm against that. However, if a woman cuts your dick off twice, I think I might have to smack a bitch in that, in that circumstance. I'd just be on the ground. Just writhing about in pain. Right. Or looking for your dick. <laughs> Both. <laughs> looking for my dick. Um... So uh, doctors and police uh, officers combed the area outside, but they could not find the man's penis. Uh, they believed that it was taken by a stray cat. <laughs> they don't Which, know uh, if it was a cat. It could have been any kind of an animal or a street urchin. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that, that's a good meal, though, for a street urchin. Yeah. You know? Um, this is interesting. Fan's lover, the 31-year-old girl that he was having the affair with. Wait, his name is Fan? Yeah, his name's Fan Lung. And her name is Fang? Her name is uh, Zong Hung. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't get into this. I, I can't even pronounce these words properly. I thought you said her name was Fang before. You must have been talking about him. Yeah, Fan. fan. Oh, okay. um, I meant Fan. But Fan's lover says she still plans to marry him despite him losing his manhood. Oh, well, she's just gold digging then. <laughs> I mean, clearly. <laughs> like, oh, I really love talking to him. Come on. She just wants his money. 
I think it's true love. He's in uh, stable condition, but is uh, extremely emotionally distraught. Um, fans lover arrived at the hospital and said as soon as he's well, she's going to marry him. She said it doesn't matter that he's lost his fertility. He already has five kids. <laughs> can you get like a bionic dick? Can't they, can they just put like a, like a, like a prosthesis there? Like something, it might not even get hard. Like a it's French just, bread roll or, or nobody some, wanted and turned hard. You know, like a, something like a, like a dildo a or baguette. something just to, just attach it. I guess then you, as the man, don't get much pleasure from that then, right? Yeah, psychologically Days of you pleasure do. are over. His balls are still there, though, right? I guess, it, yeah. I mean, it just has a hole. Mm. I mean, how would you... I guess you just, you're, you'd just probably have to sit down when you pee. That would be oh, the hardest part. He's definitely sitting down when he pees. <laughs> I just wonder how you, if you could, like, use, you know, a Jedi mind trick to, like, s- stimulate yourself, your phantom cock, to ejaculating. I mean, can you out of your like little your little stump hole? You know, uh, God, I can't think of the term right now. But I read an article about a guy who castrated himself um, because he was into it. He was that's that was yeah, his yeah. Fetish. Tons of dudes are into that stuff. Yeah, but he had actually removed his member completely, so it was just a hole. Yeah, and, no, I, uh, I know. He said when he'd orgasm, it would just ooze out. Is that what he liked? Yeah, I mean, that was it. he called it creaming. Yeah, it was, it was disgusting. And like, I get, but I just, I just wonder. I mean, how does he stimulate himself? I know the guy just got his balls. His, he like, got everything removed. Balls oh, he cut his off. Balls removed. Too. Yeah, well, it's, how, it's, where it's does a, the cream come from? I, you know, I, I think it's just it's not ejaculate. It's but oh, it's, it's just like pre cum. Whatever, whatever it is. I mean, it's some kind of fluid. I, f- I forget what it's called, but there's like a. He's. It's like in the gay community. There's like a. These guys that get castrated. There's a term for them, and it's a fetish. But you can still oh, wait, orgasm. I get confused. So he still has the he still has the twig, but not the berries. Actually, you know, I think I think it's wrong. I think I'm wrong. He has the berries, but no twig. So it's just a hole. <laughs> but yet he still oozes cum out of it. Nice. I'll see if I can find a, a link to that article. It's disgusting. Oh yeah, I mean, if there's some like pictures, send that along to me too. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Um, somebody sent this in. He says, Wackerly better watch out the next time he Dutch ovens his wife. Sean, 34, who's a project manager in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Do you think a lot of guys do that? Yeah, do you remember the listener? He had the, like, the best Dutch oven method. He would, um, he called in and he said, I always remember this. He says, he'd be in bed with his wife and then he'd sneeze into the air like, you know, directly above them. And then he'd say like, oh, put put your head under the covers because this, you know, the snot is going to fly, is back, gonna fly yeah. down. And then as soon as she put her head under the cover, then he would proceed to fart. So it was Ooh. like a decoy. It was misdirection. <laughs> it's like a red herring. But when, yeah. uh, when she's under there, though, don't you have to hold the covers down so she's stuck? Yeah, of course. But when she's under there, I mean, <laughs> getting her under there is the hardest part. How many marriages do you think ended in divorce due to a Dutch oven? I don't know, 1%. I, I bet Once you're married, a... it's just like, you know, everybody farts. That's the thing. You can't, though, just break up and be like, you know, this guy farts too much. You actually mm. have to get a divorce because of uh, because of farting. Which is just, it's too much trouble. 
Yeah, it probably costs too much. Divorce thing. I mean, the, breaking up has a very low opportunity cost. So you just like, eh, he farted that one time, so I'm out of here. But if you I, got to go to like to a, get a lawyer and all that shit, then everybody's just like, well, I'll just be mad about it then. I Dutch oven my cat this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Your cat sleeps in bed with you. Yeah, he does. He likes getting super under the covers. masculine, dude. <laughs> I don't know. He likes getting under the covers. It's warm. Jesus, they don't have any fucking hair. Like anyway, a up cat under your sheets. Yeah, he was down I there. Hope you have pajamas on, and I'm talking about like the full fucking sleeve and leg pajamas. I, I wear boxer shorts, but I, oh, I, Jesus I ripped one down there, and I just held it shut. And uh, the cat came out, and you could just tell he was upset. He was distressed, like he was just. Looking the cat's at me not like, declawed, right? No, he has claws. You can't declaw. You, you I don't think you can out. declaw animals anymore. No, you shouldn't, but I'm saying you also shouldn't Dutch oven and hold it under the covers where your balls are like unprotected by anything except for some thin boxer shorts. It's going to be like that scene from Missing in Action. Ooh. Oh, yeah. With the rat? With the rat around the bag of his head. Uh, and I don't, but I don't think you're going to come out like Chuck Norris. You're going to come out like a mutilated, like, you're going to look like the Chinese guy. He managed to crawl out the, like, the other end of the covers. Uh-huh. But you could tell he was distressed. Well, he was a smart cat, though. Yeah. Well, you got to show him who was boss, I guess. <laughs> you got to assert dominance. That's how they learn. It's a good thing you didn't name your cat Joe Quasha. That's a good name. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Although, um, you know what, though? You can change your cat's name. They don't know their name. Yeah, st- this is a female name, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Joe Quasha Rosado. Uh, attends, she's 17, and she attends a, a Staten Island school, South Richmond High School, in Staten Island, it's actually a school for that caters to teenagers with special needs and disabilities. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, the you know the the, the girl that plays Pre- that played Precious, what's her name? Uh, I don't. Gabby something. Sedure, yeah, Seduro. She looked. When I picture a girl named Joquasha, I picture that. Why? Just the name. I don't know. It just has. No, I, I mean, you think about it. Just. It, <laughs> It it just reminds me. It's just a powerful, lar- like a large person, Joe Quasha. Right. Yeah, Qua- Squash, Joe. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. See where, see where I'm coming with that? Yeah, I see where you're going with it. <laughs> see where I'm coming from? See where I'm coming from? <laughs> but I think this like special needs and disabilities is like a euphemism, right? It's like um, the shitty like behavior problem kids sounds like well they say special needs but yeah these kids have issues they're probably juvenile delinquents exactly when I, it, where i grew up uh in midland michigan the school was called uh what the fuck was it called now i forget i wanted to say litchfield but that's not right something like that litchfield school and when you uh like yeah like i i always kind of kept my nose clean relatively but i was like was friends with the shitty delinquent kids and they were always getting threatened with like getting sent to this shitty school and you didn't want to go there if you were just like kind of normal but like like you know you like to cause trouble because like the kids who were there would like try and kill you would uh did you get a ged or is it a regular high school just an alternative it it was like it was like an alternative. Nowadays, I don't think schools do this because they're like, every kid is equal and that kid just has problems. We need to cater to him and blah, blah, blah. And they keep like the shitty, like behavioral problem kids just in with the normal kids and they just terrorize all the normal kids. Um, but back then, they're like, if you were a problem, uh, you know, 
by law, they the public school system still has to accommodate you, but they would like segregate you out into like the boonies. Like this school was even like way outside of the city. <laughs> what what about the real special needs kids though? Those ones were in the normal schools. You mean like yeah, like uh, like the actual developmentally disabled? Yeah, kids. like that, those like, kids had just different classrooms in the school because they did, you know, they just had like learning problems. They weren't like trying to kill other kids. But I, I'm talking about this school where it started with an L, I'm sure, but I can't remember what it was. But th- th- that's where like the kids went who like tried to stab somebody. Yeah, they were, well, they were probably expelled from public school, and it's like, well, what are you going to do with these kids? Yeah, you got to send them somewhere. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Because you hear about kids getting expelled for real. Maybe it's like if you're 15, they still have to house you somewhere. But if you're like 17, they can just get rid of you. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think they can expel a kid at 15. And if, if, the kid get, if the kid gets expelled at 15, I don't think he can just chill at home and play Nintendo. I think he actually has to go to a school of some sort. And I think right. this is a school with bars on the window. Yeah. Um, and Joe Quasha. Joe Quasha went there, and there's also an unnamed 15-year-old. What was Joe Quasha in for? <laughs> they don't say. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what she's gonna uh, in trouble for now, because um, an unnamed 15-year-old boy suffered a bout of flatulence near her uh, at the school last Monday. Uh, he passed gas in her direction. <laughs> It's another way it's put. When in this they article. say that, though, they're. Impl- I mean, they make it sound like, well, he was like five feet in front of her and just ripped a fart with an earshot. But really, you know what he did? She's Joe Quasha. She's obviously. Well, you don't know. She's obviously large, unattractive. She gets ridiculed and mocked by these other ne'er do wells, and the kid probably. She was tying her shoe or something. The kid just went over and just ripped one. She's on a her bigger face. girl. Yeah. Yeah. She, if she's Kids a small girl, I would be. I would be amazed. Oh, I think she's a bigger girl. Yeah. It's unclear whether Joe Quasha believed the boy had deliberately passed gas in her direction or if she just flew into rage because of any gas passing drives her, you know, over the edge. But she uh, hit him over the head with a metal stool before hitting him in the face 10 to 15 times with a closed fist. Uh, The 15-year-old boy suffered a bleeding gash that required eight staples. Whoa. Medical staples, not like staples from the classroom. She's she's like Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's massive. Like, uh, I mean, she, she's like she one did of those, this to a guy. She's like one of those girls that like, like the sidekick of the WWF guys. I don't remember any of their names. I mean, at a school like this, I wouldn't be messing with any of these women. No, but I mean, remember the kid, the 15 year old's there too, and he has impulse control problems. He's not thinking things through. So he probably knows what he He's is. only 15. She's 17. And if our instincts are right, you know, she's a big bruiser and he sounds like a little weasel. Like, what, what, mm. how did he think this was going to end? <laughs> Assuming he did it intentionally. I mean, it could have been Taco Monday or whatever. Oh, you, you really think he inadvertently just let one slip? I don't know. You think no I mean, way. kids Not fart? at a school like that. Not at a school like that? At a school like that, all those farts are directed. Hmm. They're premeditated farting. Well, uh, she's 17 and she's been arrested on felony charge of second degree assault uh, and some additional third degree assault charges and criminal weapon possession, I guess. I don't know if they found another weapon on her or if they're just talking about the metal (laughs) stool. Um, The victim's believed to be recovering from his injuries. Hmm. She's she's scheduled to appear in court on February 25th. Wow. There's bonus news, though, because the article goes on to say that um, 
she's not the only suspect to have recently been involved in gas-related violence. What is there? What is there like a uh, a um, an epidemic of gas-related yeah, violence here at the school? I think there is. I don't know why. You they know, need to so cut much out about, Taco like, Monday. They need to stop hear this. so much about the... Well, this didn't actually happen at the school. Oh, okay. It's I a global conspiracy, though, because a 46-year-old British man last September was arrested after deliberately blowing gas into the face of a police officer and calling him a terrorist. <laughs> Isn't that the other way around? That's like chemical warfare going on there. Yeah. You, sir, the terrorist. Yeah. Gas Mr. attack. fucking Taco Tuesday motherfucker. Do you remember, though, in high school, like, I don't know why, like, maybe because uh, now I'm aging, and I'm quickly approaching 40s, so I'm yeah, reminiscing about the, the childhood show. here. But I, I remember there's, like, a, there were a couple epic farters at my school that were just known for their gas, you know, their there ability to, to expel art. gas. Uh, there's this kid named, uh, I can't think of his last name, I think his first name is Corey. But every, like, whenever we had a school assembly, you knew Corey was going to rip a fart that was just a resounding fart that everybody was going to hear and everybody was going to laugh and the, the assistant principal would come out and try to shut everybody down. But I remember... There's nothing, I, there's nothing the adult no, in charge no. can do at that point. What can you do? I mean, the whole they, school is erupting and They've laughing. invested by a child's asshole. I remember one time in particular, this one is uh, amazing. This Because this, uh, as the kid, you can just you just like... You're like, I I'm sorry, sir. It's biological functioning. <laughs> I, I couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it. I, I don't feel well. Can I see the nurse? But the, but this kid did it every assembly. Like this one yeah, time. What are you uh, going to do? You just say, I have a problem with my bowels. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't don't stop discriminate farting. against me. <laughs> there was a, we had, did you have these assemblies at your school where they would have like, you know, someone uh, who is injured in a drunk driving accident come out in their wheelchair and talk to everybody. Yeah. Or like yeah, they, it really made a difference in my life. Let me tell you. There's these sentimental, you know, these uh, sentimental uh, assemblies that are supposed to really hit home and make you be like, oh, yeah, I should never drink and drive. Or some guy who was like a backup, like one season third string quarterback for like the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> like, I, I'm, well, I got an inspirational story to tell you guys. And then one time I got my toe cut off by a lawnmower, but I still do these assemblies for children. And because that, like, that's what the am best I supposed thing to fucking learn from this overcoming adversity. But that's the best motivational speaker you can get in mid Michigan. Right. Exactly. I remember we had some woman come in and talk about it was it was a teen pregnancy. And she came in, she talked about being a high school teen and giving ended up like carrying the kid to term giving birth and the kid was born down syndrome and it's like she's talking about this and it's just such a buzzkill of an assembly and except all, all the all the like pre or pubescent kids boys are like wow she fucks <laughs> well we're all sitting there everybody you know is just stone-faced and quiet and then all of a sudden out of nowhere you just hear just this loud fart and on the wooden uh chair right the everybody bench. yeah just yeah, but it like you know yeah it ricocheted off the chair and it just made this like loud echoing noise everybody starts laughing and there's Corey just like just you know smiling and you just knew like that kid that kid just an epic farter epic farter where epic is he today? farter i you know i don't know i don't know if there's a uh yeah, I mean, I imagine, I picture him like being a purchasing agent at some office and still ripping farts. And everybody's like, everyone's like high-fiving Corey, that guy, office prankster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't fart around the wrong girl. Women never, women never, I mean, some women find it funny, but for the most part. Like guys, you can rip on a guy and be like, oh, you fucker, what are you right. farting on me for? You rip on a girl and they'll cut your dick off. 
twice. Are you ever in the bar though? And, and like, there's the farts where you're like, oh, that's funny. And like, oh, that stinks, man. And then it goes away. And you're like, ha ha. But you ever in the bar and like some old dude farts near you and it's just like the stench of fucking like death, death. and it doesn't go away. Stench and then you have to leave and, that bar. Stench of death and pickle legs. And you're like, sorry, bartender, I'd like to sit here and drink more so you can earn a living, but fucking this guy <laughs> fucking has Auschwitz in his asshole. You, they, I mean, you know the bartender knows that because the guy's a regular. Right. Kick that guy out. I mean, he's, he's fucking hurting your profit margin. Spray his ass down with Glade. Yeah. Or something. It's terrible. Case of emergency. Right. If you're going to fart for humor as an adult, just make sure it's like, you know, one of these ephemeral farts. But it's also, it's also, there's timing involved as an adult when you're farting. I mean, if you're going to do it for a comedic fart takes timing, much like a joke. Yes. You know, like that guy, Corey, Context. the epic farter from high school. He had, yeah. I mean, he, he knew when to time a good fart. A lot of yeah, people don't. It's like don't. the George Carlin of farting. A lot of people don't know that, you know, the Patton Oswalt of farting. There's a time and a place. Exactly. I suggest when there's maybe some type of a cross breeze. <laughs> so you get the sound because it's the sound that's funny, right? <laughs> The smell stops being funny when you're like older than eight. But there, there are certain moments like, uh, do you ever, uh, have you ever been in a movie theater? I, I love when people fart in a theater. I think it's really funny, especially when it's like a drama or if you're mm-hmm. in a, you know, you're seeing like a, a movie director. I bet you Unbroken. That's probably a great movie to go fart in. You know, go see Unbroken or, the, or American Sniper. I'm sure there's some scenes in that that if you just ripped a fart, some people would laugh. Like half the theater would laugh. Yeah, sure. Except for the people sitting next to you. Right. Anyway, Popcorn people, farts. send your stories. Stick around podcast, hotmail.com. We've got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. a few phone calls here to get to uh people can call the cigarette hotline 206-666-3846 let's uh let's get to call number one hey d hey lads tom from the uk i was listening to the um rectal feeding bit and you were talking about putting water into the butt um my suggestion how they did it's probably like they did in the classic hentai bible black where they get like a giant syringe and just shoves it up the girl's ass and basically make her look pregnant with all the amount of water they're pumping into her Keep it a watch. It's great. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Hmm. Rectal feet. Oh, we were talking about the torture. Remember that? Uh, yes. The rectal feeding that the... Uh, Abu Ghraib. Yeah. The, well, the Guantanamo, right? Guantanamo. Yeah, I get them confused. Yeah. The CIA, they, uh, they get uh, massive boners from rectally feeding Arabic men. Um, no, it's soft. <laughs> Just a chub. A chub. Soft on. Uh, I never understood this whole hentai porn thing. And maybe it's because I'm, I'm an old man. Is that what you're saying? You never jacked off to it? I don't find it sexy. Not even once. I mean, I'm not like hentai porn aficionado, but I have jacked off to it. Hentai is mostly the animated porn where the girl's tied up, right? Am I right. thinking of the right thing? 
that's not all tied up, but like, you know, you usually have some like demonic, like he's saying, you like, you know, there's like a devil that's has tentacle penises or whatever. And I mean, sure. I, I've masturbated I mean, I to like people magazine if I've had to, if I had to, you know, I mean, a lot of it's a little bit disturbingly like pedo related. That That's the thing that bothers me. It's like that. They, the Japanese girls in the schoolgirl outfit, she looks like she's like 12. Right. But since it's a cartoon, they're up. like, no, she's supposed to be 18. Well, like, what really? is the tentacle porn? Is that hentai? Yeah. Okay. So it's all that anime fantasy related uh, torture porn. Yes. Fantasy. But this whole thing with the, the water being injected, what, what do you say with like a, a syringe or syringe, a, I don't a, know. a base? A bellows. Or, is that but is that something that they want to see like the girl's stomach being like swollen with water? I don't know. Like, is, I is guess that somebody sexy? wants to see it. <laughs> to somebody it is. I see I don't get that. Like I don't find that sexy. No, but I mean not everybody's going to conform to your tastes. I guess. But I mean what <laughs> do you think do you think if you went over like if okay I imagine like a girl would probably have a very low threshold for hentai porn. But like, let's say you went over to P-Town's house and uh, he just had a bunch of hentai porn on his computer. Would you be like, really, dude? That's what I you look judge. at? You know what girls are into? This thing called like, I guess you pronounce it uh, yaoi, like Y-A-O-I or some shit like that. Does uh, that have something to do with Chris Hemsworth? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> girls like him right they do i don't but, know why um this is more like a little bit disturbed girls uh it's all about like like cute twink looking dudes who are uh in a relationship with each other but i don't think it, it's for it gay porn? people though. i think it's like young girls who like it yeah well it's like if it's for girls so it's like they they court each other and then they make out and i mean i don't i've never read it but i just read of it is it? But I mean, is it? Are there pictures, or is it a comic? Yeah, yeah, strip? it's like a it's graphic like, novel. Oh, okay. so maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's well, not this. Maybe girl, just the manga for manga. Manga? Ma- who, who cares? It's manga, but yeah. um, it's manga. But uh, I'll let it slide. <laughs> Fuck you! Don't disgrace the manga, okay? <laughs> um, girls, I don't know why I brought this up. I don't really know much about girls it. like erotic fiction. Like, do you read about? I read something about this woman who writes all this erotic fiction about Rob Gar- Gronkowski, the tight end for the uh, New England Patriots. Well, that's just kind of like slash fiction, right? Yeah, but she gets off on it. It's all this. It's all this erotic fiction that she writes about herself having sex with Rob Gronkowski. Weren't we going to interview somebody, or maybe you did when I wasn't around, who uh, wrote a bunch of novels about, or you know, fan zine type shit about herself having sex with like a, a Sasquatch, like a Bigfoot? No, I, re- I recall who you're talking about. Did we talk about it, or were we going to interview her? I don't remember. I think you tried to get an interview with her, and, and this is what it's like doing do a podcast. It. She blew us off. <laughs> she write, she's <laughs> famous for writing way, stories people. about herself having sex with a fucking Bigfoot. But, but she then she blows off sick and wrong. She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't down with talking to two podcasters, and not. She didn't blow us in a good way. All right. No podcasters never get blown in a good way. All right, here's uh, call number two, which is a um, a follow-up to a previous call. Hello, it's Fanny Harlow. I got a little update on the old pudding cups. I didn't realise they were frozen. I had no idea what they were. Um, so, obviously, um, Scary Tracy's daughter can't bring us them. What the fuck did you think it was? It's not frozen? 
I mean, what did you think well, it pudding, was? I mean, pudding isn't normally frozen. Yeah, but could so you just So why would you like, think it was frozen? Well, could, I mean, she's watched TV. I'm sure there's been a pudding bop commercial. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if fucking Bill Cosby has a big following in the UK. I'm sure he's drugged and uh, molested many a UK bird. But who knows? Back. Um, after what you said, you said that... Sorry, I've, I've been drinking tonight. I've been out with Scary Tracy tonight, and we've had big discussions about this. Um, what do you suppose? You said that drinking? they did the Jello pudding pops thing, and we, we were asking her to bring back some pudding mix, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember. But um, yeah, and we're going to look to find the recipe, and we're going to make our own ones. So, yeah, I'm just updating you because I'll let you know when we, do wasted, make, she? when we do make them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm rambling, I'm rambling, I'm sorry. Um, but, to, I, I hear oh, something squeaking in the background. My is running around Maybe squeaking toys. Sorry. Oh, no, um, and then also you said, like, we don't have M&Ms, we have Smarties. Yeah, we do have M&Ms. No, you don't. There's a whole, we there's a whole M and M's world here. Like you get loads of American <laughs> tourists going to. She is wasted. She's way. I, you know, I think she's been drinking absinthe. Maybe. Actually, I'm, I'm looking M and M world. Kingdom. What is M and M world? It's probably like Legoland, but with M and M's. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Oh look, no, it's one of the first type of heads on Google. Images for London M&M World. It's more of a store, but they just have like, it's like bulk M&Ms and all different kinds of crazy M&M flavors you can't get anywhere else. Looks amazing. That is bizarre. You know. Oh, it's like two stories tall. I remember when I worked with Sleazy E, he would go out of his way to go to this one Scottish store in Union Square to go buy his fucking UK candy. Yeah, but wasn't it because the girl wore some little tiny kilt? Yeah, there was a hot Scottish girl that worked there. But that wasn't the only reason it's he went closed. there. He went there to go get his uh, UK, like, Yorkie bars. And, and and I was like, you know... Maltesers. Maltesers. I was like, you know, Sleazy, there's a reason why this candy isn't at Walgreens or Rite Aid. Because it sucks. American <laughs> candy's way better. So it doesn't surprise me that they have M&M's. M&M's world in Leicester Square. Oh, yeah, Leicester Square. Uh... And that's just stupid. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I'm loving this call because it kind of like makes me feel like we're hanging out with them right now. Yeah, I feel like I'm in her flat. Yeah, I feel like I'm in her flat. We're all sitting around drinking pims, and you can hear this guy being like, "You're stupid!" in the background. Just this. We're gonna get like a fry up in the morning. I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's like an English breakfast. English breakfast. The blood sausage, the fried tomato, beans, toast. Oh, wow. They make, uh, they put eggs in that? Uh, there's probably some eggs in there somewhere. Some bangers and mash? Uh, I think that's more of a dinner thing, but. The whole M&M's world. Wow. Anyway, I'm rambling. I will, um, um, yeah, Scary Tracy's daughter is back. 
on. This is an amazing call. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nothing. Well, you keep stopping it. Well, it's never going to end. I'm stopping it just because I'm trying to highlight what I like about it. And, and like what it is, it's like she's just kind of, I don't think she had an agenda when she called. She just was drunk and she's like, I'm going to call sick and wrong. And I'm just going to ramble about every random thought that comes in my head. Yeah, but they're interesting things, don't? Because most of our listeners aren't that interesting. So if you tell, if you encourage them to ramble, they're just going to talk about nothing for three minutes. You can only ramble if you're a professional. If you have good things Tuesday, to talk about, like Eminem World and Scary Crazy, she yeah. will become bearing this Jello pudding mix thing or whatever it's called, and. Um, we're going to mix it with Cool Whip or whatever equivalent we can find. I'll probably use 0% fat Greek yogurt or something. It's probably no, the same sort of thing. No, 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 no. But, That um, tastes like shit. Yeah, we're going to make our own pudding puffs. And I will update you again. Use Love your boy. F- full fat milk. Isn't that what a whole whole milk? You, you whole use, milk. You use whole milk. Maybe like half and half buttermilk. Don't use fucking... I mean, the fat is what makes the pudding taste good. Or else it's just going to taste like fucking cocoa-flavored water. I thought it was the quaaludes that made the pudding pop taste good. I mean, you put quaaludes in anything, it's going to be good. Did uh, you watch the introduction of the Golden Globes with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was in a room and it was on the TV. They're being heralded as heroines for uh, taking on Bill Cosby. No, they're, they're very brave. Two very, very brave, brave. women. Although, I got to say, I laughed. And it was kind of funny if you look at the reactions of these celebs in the crowd. Because some right. of them, you know, well, I'd say half and half. Half of them laughed. And like Bill Murray, there's a picture of Bill Murray not even smiling at all. Well, I mean, I just think it'll be great once Bill Cosby's convicted of these crimes in a court of law. It's still funny. Well, when's that going to happen? I think it's going to happen soon. There's a woman okay. today. There's a woman today that uh, spoke to uh, spoke to some lawyer or spoke to a prosecutor, and she's within the statute of limitations. I mean, I don't think I don't care about statute of limitations. Just when you know, let's if she can prove let's it. prove this. Well, she was uh, she's claiming she was diddled in 2008 at the Playboy Mansion. Which I gotta okay. say, Bill Cosby... I think a lot of people were diddled at the Playboy Mansion. Is, is that a crime now? She woke up, Bill Cosby was sucking on her toes. Right. How often well, have you... How many times have you had that in, dream? In, in, uh, in court. Did you uh, hear about uh, Felicio Rashad came to his defense? Uh-huh. Felicio Rashad played Claire Huxtable on the Cosby show. And yeah. she blamed the women. She seems like a blowhard. She blamed the women. I think you know what it was? I think she's like, I am getting royalties from DVD sales, and you bitches are fucking that shit up. Fucking up sales. That's what it is. But still, you're right. You have but a point. But what's everybody going to say if, if this does go to court and they can't prove anything? Well, I don't know if she's... I don't well, think he's, what? I don't think he's going to be exonerated in the public eye. I don't think so. It's like there's been too many accusers. So he might as well just <laughs> How many accusers fade. does it take? It, over 20 women. Are okay. they all making What's this up? What's the number, 20? No, I'm just saying, if 20 I'm people accuse you... I'm not saying anything, I'm just asking. What's the number? At, uh, more than 10. If more than 10 okay. people accuse you, it's then probable that you probably did You're guilty without, the public without uh, being able to defend yourself. It doesn't court. matter if, you, if, you're not, if you're not convicted in a court of law. It's like you're guilty in the public eye. It's like, yeah, there's 20 people that are, that but are nine people and accusing no. you. I would say uh, no. Under 10, in my mind, no. 
if it's just nine, then you're right on the threshold. You got to squash the additional one. Do you think that that's the thing too? It's it's no one actually has any traces of Bill Cosby's pudding. No, like no one does. Maybe I mean, uh, what's her name? Monica. She kept kept the hold of the dress for quite a while. Huh? Who knows? It remains to be seen. And but this woman today went forward, and she actually is the first one that could prosecute him. So. I don't know. I just think it's humorous just to think about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. No, it's very, it's very brave to. Uh, to land. Very brave to make and to joke about him. I mean, think what could happen to their careers for making fun of Bill Cosby. <laughs> what could happen it's to brave? What they did was brave. Just admit it, Dave. <laughs> admit what they did was brave. Very. All brave. right. It was very brave. It was very brave what they did. They really went out there and put themselves on the line with those Bill Cosby jokes. It was uh, it was edgy too, man. I mean, that was the first thing I thought was like, "This is goddamn edgy humor." <laughs> if you look at uh, if you watch the video, just look at celebrities' reactions. That's what I'm saying. You know why they had that reaction? Because you think you think nine women, ten women couldn't crawl out of the woodwork and say, "Oh yeah, Bill Murray took advantage of me." No, they probably Bill Murray's could. Had that look on his face because he sees his like one potential future. Yeah, but the thing is, though, Bill Murray's not. Bill Murray's not accused by twenty girls, twenty women of doing this. Not yet. You didn't well, say twenty. I said ten. That Bill, was your magic Bill Murray's, number. Bill Murray's almost the same age as Bill Cosby, like five so? years younger, six years younger. I think so? it would have come out what by does that now. Have to do with age. Bill Cosby's been accused for the past two decades. The guy's a rapist. I would bet. Okay, that may be so, but I'm gonna double know, down. Let's see, let's see what happens. I'm gonna in court. double down on the uh, the bourbon bet. <laughs> <laughs> you already owed me a fifth a bullet. No, 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 no. Is that cat shitting in the toilet unassisted? He's shitting in it, but with that, but he still uses the tray. He's not shitting in the toilet. Well, I don't know you tray. anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> the tray All is right, there. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Moving on. Um... This guy called in. This is interesting. This guy called in with an interesting opinion on your marriage, there, Wackerly. I'm sure you want to hear it. Oh, yeah, totally. Some insight. This guy's a marriage counselor. Great. Yeah, Walter again. That part about me thinking you know what you're, might know what you're doing, I mean, hope it's right. I mean, you, you might know about carrying light bulbs, but good God, this is a woman. Now she owns you. What the fuck? Dude, what are you thinking? Oh, all right. He called. That was it? This guy called like seven times. What was his point? I don't know. Just that I, mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I mean, nobody knows. But that, this is the big secret for anybody who's, uh, I don't know, coming into adulthood. Nobody ever knows what they're doing. Why, why would ever. you? I mean, why would you want to know what you're doing? There's some no, unexplored I mean, ground. With respect that to your job, into. relationships, finances, uh, living arrangements of any kind, fashion. No, nobody knows what they're doing. Best laid plans never work out. He calls back. I I, I took like two. Of, he called like seven or eight times. He's really Great. intoxicated. It's got a lot of. I took uh, two time of them. This guy. And Rossi that said you were gonna quit because you're planning this and thought you'd be better. It'd be better without you. Lance, that's mean. You're good with D. However, 
by yourself reading that freaking story about a tree that grows in Brooklyn. What the fuck were you thinking? I love that people are, uh, that's just in the forefront of so many people's minds at all times. Cause that was like four years ago. I, I was about long, to maybe, say five or six years ago. I think it was five years ago. That story really Which made you, an impact. It was, well, that was one of, I would say the uh, most original episode that we've ever trolling. Done. Yeah. yeah. The original <laughs> troll. But what, what's funny people about still think about it after five years, that's a pretty good troll. Well, what's funny about this guy and this guy's rationale here is like, you know, Wackerly, you're good with D, but does he think that you're going to quit and then just start your own podcast? Like a, a different, spin-off, bro. <laughs> it's like a spinoff, like a different world from the Cosby a, show. That was a good one. I, I would call it more like Sam, uh, the Jeffersons. <laughs> the Jeffersons. <laughs> Which is ostensibly more popular than uh, All in the Family. Yeah, that was a that was a better spin. Commercially that was a, that was more a better, popular. I mean, uh, show. Well, I think critically All in the Family gets more raves, but uh, I think commercially it probably did better. But what does he think here? That you're gonna you're gonna quit doing the show? He thinks and I'm gonna just, move on up. But you're gonna start doing a show where you just read a different book every week? <laughs> like is is that what this guy is gonna be like book corner reading Yell Rainbow? At Weezy, my white my white upper class neighbors. Deluxe apartment in the sky. Right. That apartment never looked very great. Team. I don't know if you noticed that. It and looks kind of like a shithole. You're, you're planning your quitting or she's planning your quitting. Better not happen. I don't even know where he was going with that. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, people. The calls that we got this week were strange. What I like, should do is what I should do is start a podcast with my wife. That that's always popular, right? Actually, a, a woman. now that is a successful formula for podcasts, right? You know, starting doing a show with your buddy and talking about utter nonsense and bemoaning the fact that you're turning forty and that you're kind of a waste of space. That's not popular, you know. Reminiscing if, about if vintage doing- consoles—that's not popular. If I was doing a craft with my wife and she could just be like, oh, I got a new bikini for yeah, the beach you- this summer and maybe I'll put a photo up on the Facebook page, then that would just be like, you know, 5,000 hits right there. You no, know, it'd be huge. Like, uh, what was that one that was a big one? Dawn and Drew, remember that? No. They were like this bohemian couple that would talk about their sex life mm-hmm. and talk about like their relationships and their marriage and all that. Right. If you did something like that, I guarantee our fan base would be like, wow, Wackerly sucks. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I think people would be into it. I think that's, that's the formula that you succeed in podcasting. The right. husband and wife duo. Right. We could talk about like the sex that we had yesterday. And, but in lurid detail. I think oh, that's yeah. what it, yeah. Well, it didn't wipe my ass, so there was a funk in the air. Oh, yeah, I hate it when that happens. And then you got to be like, and then when I Dutch almond you afterwards. <laughs> and laugh yeah. about it. Anyway, people, next week, impress us with your phone calls. 206-666-3846. iTunes. iTunes is where you should be listening to the podcast. Um, We say this every week, but we mean it every week. Uh, Go to iTunes. Do a search for Sick and Wrong. Subscribe and rate and comment. Please comment. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your criticism, your praise, and everything else. Just go to iTunes and uh, subscribe to Sick and Wrong. We have T-shirts available at uh, at our Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. You can support the show by wearing a Sick and Wrong pink quad OT. And uh, pink raises breast cancer awareness. 
And that's uh, the main reason why we printed those shirts. Not to make money. Because we're not in this for the money. Right. <laughs> I'd like to reiterate, though, that we're just raising awareness. We're actually not raising funds for No, no, kids. no. We're raising awareness. But people will be aware of it. Yeah, you can be aware of it. But, uh, yeah. We'll make them so aware, then they can actually go donate to like uh, the Susan G. Komen Foundation or something. Well, if they're not buying more T-shirts from us. So, I mean, I understand. We're raising awareness. That's what we do. Go stickeronpodcast.com slash store. Uh, finally here, Sickerong Song of the Week came in from uh, Brett. Brett says, hey, D, I emailed you guys a story about the two crackheads trapped in the closet that you used on the last show. You know, Wackily, did you actually credit Brett for sending that in? I don't remember. I don't recall. I think he sent it in. Um, we're going to give it to you. He says, I was wondering if instead of sending me a care package, please troll the sick and wrong swarm by playing my favorite Christian music. And uh, he sent in a band called Extol playing a song called Inferno. Um, that, you know, I listened to this band. I listened to this band before I realized that, that it was a Christian band. I listened to the song and I was like, wow, this is really heavy. It's like mm-hmm. black metal. It's like death mm. metal. It's really heavy. But after listening to it and then uh, reading his uh, email saying it's Christian, I looked him up. They are a, a Christian progressive extreme metal band from Norway. So There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But I wonder what the other Norwegian bands think of that. Like all those like satanic black metal. Yeah, they're and, probably uh, not popular at the black metal parties and mixers. Whenever I think of Christian metal, I think of Striper. Like to hell with the devil. Remember them? They that's wear the bumblebee it, right? outfits. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I think of. Or a Christian band like uh, Creed is a Christian band. That's but then, not metal, though. Well, you listen to this. This is like death metal, but yet they're Christian. And it's like cognitive dissonance. Anyway, thank you, Brett, for sending that in. We're going to end the show here with Extol Inferno because Brett sent in a story about two fucking crackheads trapped in a closet. Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode 457. Um, thanks for listening for the past nine years. Um, maybe we'll make it to 10. Who knows? Um, until then, take a sleazy. Okay, good night.
can uh, listen up real sharp. Here it comes. You ready? Here it comes. Fuck you! Lick my balls!